Welcome to Hard Knock Life. This is Keith Chow. This is a special episode. We just dropped our weekly one yesterday, featuring regular co-host Sean Taylor and guest host Melissa Slaughter. For We're Not All Ninjas, we talked about all of the trailers that dropped over the last couple weeks. So many trailers, we didn't even get to talk about Creed 2 or Dark Phoenix, which posted after we posted, but them's the breaks. Uh, this special bonus edition actually has our brand new Nerd of Color contributor, Foxy Jazabelle. She got to sit down one-on-one with director Malcolm D. Lee. You may know his work from The Best Man to last year's massive girls trip. He is the director of the brand new Tiffany Haddish Kevin Hart movie Night School. Uh, you may have read Foxy's review of the movie on the Nerds of Colors. She also got a chance to sit down with Malcolm to talk about the movie and uh, filmmaking in general. So please, without further ado, here is her conversation with Malcolm D. Lee. Hello, Mr. Lee. Thank you so much for <laughs> getting on the phone with me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So uh, my name's Foxy, Foxy Jazabel, and I'm just um, doing a, this interview for uh, the Nerds of Color. Oh, cool. So and I just want to ask a few questions in regards to night school. So, since I saw the screening on, uh, I saw the screening uh, this past Monday. Okay. Cool. So, um, so what made you get on board with the pro with this project? Um, you know, it was an opportunity to work with Kevin Hart, um, you know, for the first time, and you know that was the you know, I've been always wanting to work with him. You know, he's a very funny guy. Came to discover that he's um, not only uh, really funny, but he's a really good actor, a great leader. And it was an opportunity to work with Will Packer again because we had a great collaboration on Girls Trip. And, you know, I was a little reluctant just because, you know, the script wasn't perfect, but, you know, there was a kernel of an idea there that I think I could just sink my teeth into. Because uh, I love, like, old high school movies like The Breakfast Club and things like that. So it was an opportunity to, to, to do those things. And then, you know, to, to top it all off, because it adds to the added to the mix. Oh, man. Speaking of that, like, I'm just, I am just wondering, like, how the atmosphere was on set with those two. Like, was it... Was it, um, did you have to, like, was it hard to, like, rein, rein them in when it came to anything hilarious that went on, or? Well, you don't want to rein in funny people, you know? You want to give them the free reign to do it within the character, within the confines of the, of the movie and the character. You set the tone first, and then you want to be able to um, get a lot of choices from, you know, those funny people. We cast a lot of great scenes dealers in this movie. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to be funny. We weren't going to pay them not to be funny because that's what they do. That's why they were cast. Um, and it's very it's vital to have very funny people in an ensemble comedy that can be, you know, that can, you know, embody their roles and find the funny at all, at all times or at any moment. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I really feel like the, that the, that the, the best part of the movie was to see everybody come together as an ensemble, like with the um, like with the uh, the heist to break into the principal's office, and also when everyone um, went to the prom. Uh, that I feel like when you get the group of everyone in night school together, it, it really uh, made for um, it really made for like for lots of comedy gold. Yeah, no, look, you know, it's a, it's a great ensemble. I knew they would be great together, you know, because they all have kind of different 
kinds of comedy, and you know, you know, they're all great at improvis- improvisation. And it's it's like you know you, you're never going to get the same take twice, and that's a good thing because not only does it keep their castmates on their toes, but it gives me really fresh material that I can always use in the editing room if, if one joke doesn't work, and I have you know two to three four backups because you you just need that in a comedy. You just don't know what's going to be the funny, what's going to be the rhythm of the movie until you put it together. It's very difficult, you know, to put together an ensemble comedy. Gotcha, gotcha. So is is there a character from the film that you identify with the most? Hmm. I don't know this one particular character I, I identified with, you know, uh, all, but I love them all. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, there, there are some things that just stand out, like, like Ronnie Malco's uh, character, you know, he's, He's woke, but he's also a little contradictory with, you know, his language. Yeah, the woke host. How he talks about, you know, the love of his life and, you know, uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't necessarily even think that, that it was. Bottom bitch, you know, and, you know, it it it, it, it was, it, you know, it, he, he's, you know, certainly relatable, but also I, I know that guy. I'm not necessarily, necessarily that guy. You know, Teddy as well, you know, like I said, who hasn't? you know, uh, been nervous going up to the board, you know, in front of the whole class and, you know, if you're not paying attention or if you're like, you know, kind of like daydream or whatever and the and teacher calls on you. Well, we've all been in that situation where we don't want to be called on. We don't want to, you know, talk about what we're doing uh, or, or what, what we learned, you know, what, what the teacher has been talking about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, all these characters are, are very relatable. Cool. Um, there was something that I noticed in the movie that I feel was was actually handled pretty good, and you don't you don't always see this certain subject handled good in in movies. So I'm wondering whose idea was it to sort of tackle um, learning disabilities. You know, when I came onto the movie, and you know, there was kind of something missing, you know, from um, Teddy's journey to me, and I felt like. If he had, you know, some parents or, you know, teachers or the system that it wasn't, you know, quite, you know, uh, he, was, he wasn't going to fit into a one-size-fits-all, then I didn't want to just say, like, okay, this guy's dumb, because people learn in different ways. You know, I have a son with the, with the you know, who learns very differently than everyone else, and so it's valid, you know, their teaching and their learning style is valid, and, you know, Right. Not everybody learns the same way, so I wanted to infuse that early on when we when I came up to the movie and with the, with John Hamburg, one of the writers, we came up with you know some things that um, you know that could be troubling Teddy that maybe it may have gone uh, you know undiagnosed and, and and untreated and like there you know like I think in a lot of you know people's families, especially when you have like you know a, a model uh, example of a of a child like Teddy's sister is and they're twins. Like, like, you're just not working hard enough, you know? Like, work harder, you know? That's what, what people often say to, to the people who are, like, well, they're struggling or whatever. Right. You know, it's, it, but that doesn't work for everybody. And so it's, it's a very real thing that I wanted to really put a, um, a fine point on that or at least touch on it. Yeah, I think you guys touched on it really well. And it wasn't, um, it was funny, but it was funny without punching down to folks. Right. And I mean, even if there was a little bit, it was mostly Teddy sort of punching down on himself. Right. So, so I felt that that subject was tackled really well. I just, I, I really thank you, and you guys for that. Yeah, no, listen, you know, we work 
we weren't making a message movie, but we certainly wanted to say something about the educational system and about how you know people learn differently. Right. Uh, were there are there certain parts of the movie that were the most fun to shoot, or you know, making an ensemble comedy is you know serious business. You know, you know, you know the, the, the business of comedy is serious, and you know it's hard work. Um, and when you get something on set that you you know are proud of. It's very rewarding, you know. Um, I can't say that, like, you know, it was a barrel of laughs every day. Um, you know, there's lots of laughs, but, you know, you, you gotta think after you get that laugh, you got to go on to the next thing. You know, you got to get the next bit of coverage and, you know, and shoot this scene and what's happening the next day and how are we going to cover it and where are we going to start. And, you know, it, 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 there's all these factors that go into, you know, the nuts and bolts of movie making. Um, and certainly any movie, but, you know, with comedy, especially ensembles, you want to be able to, you know, have a lot of cover that you can, you know, pace up your laughs if you need to, or, you know, pace up your jokes, I should say. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time, but it was a lot of hard work. Right. And the last question that I have for you is, you were quoted as saying that you've made it your mission to have movies starring, you know, Black American actors and and about the, you know, the Black American or African American experiences and and put them into the mainstream. Is that Still, your mission with filmmaking, or has it? Have you sort of maybe, uh, maybe sort of not not necessarily straight, but maybe thought about doing something different, or is that has is that still the mission with every film that you've made? Well, that's part of the goal for sure. You know, like in any in any film that I've done, I've tried to you know at least have African American characters are dimensional, um, and you know. Uh, Display them in a way that that, um, that we see ourselves, and I think every movie that I try to do is, is also very universal in terms of its themes. And I, you know that, that that basically this story you could fit any group of people into, you know, uh, whether they be white, Italian, Spanish, Latino, Asian. There's a cultural specificity that exists. But there's also universal themes and that, that, that anyone could relate to. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's still a part of my mission. It's still a goal of mine. And we certainly, you know, achieved that, you know, to, um, uh, to a great degree with Girls Trip. Oh, yeah. You know, and there are, you know, the, the, you know, Black Panther, although a Marvel movie, had very, um, strong cultural specificities that, you know, made that movie what it was. Yeah. And so, and, and, and it was, it was, it, it, everyone saw it. So, you know, it's very important that, you know, movies that weren't, or roles that weren't necessarily written for black people, uh, or, or black actors, get cast in that way. It's very important to, you know, think outside the box in that, in, in that regard but you know if it don't it don't fit like you know don't shoehorn it in there but if it's you know if it's about the best actor available you put you know Chadwick Boseman in it you put Michael B. Jordan in the in the role you 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 put Tiffany Haddish in that role and so yeah I mean like am I going to do movies where the majority of the cast is not black I don't know maybe but where if there is black if they're going to be black people in it, they're going to be, I'm trying to make them as full as possible. They're going to be, you know, representative and true to their character. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you so very much. Um, the movie was funny. Um, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And um, best of luck. I know I saw that you and uh, you and Kevin Hart are going to work again, work together again for another movie. And you're, and you're planning a sequel for the, the Best Man Wedding. I can't wait for that one. Well, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's a lot to do with the schedule and, um, you know, and, and giving the right script and, you know, desires of the studios, budgets and everything like that. So, yes, Kevin and I are talking about doing Police Make It Uptown Saturday night. I'm also talking to the cast uh, and financiers about trying to, you know, make the next best man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a desire there. It's just got to be the right situation. Right. Right. So, all right, I'm just, I'm, then I'm going to keep all my fingers and toes crossed that those come through, so. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, uh, for speaking, speaking with me today, and uh, you have a good one. You too. Thanks so much. Big thanks to Foxy Jezebel for interviewing Malcolm D. Lee. Follow Foxy on Twitter at Foxy Jezebel. Also follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color and go to hardknockmedia.com to follow all the podcasts in the network, including Southern Fried Asian, That Moment, We're Not All Ninjas, Ask Bye Girls, Daisy Geek Girls, and Who Watch. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, the NPR One app, TuneIn Premium. Please rate and review us if you do. Email us, thenerdsofcolor at gmail.com or info at thenerdsofcolor.org. Go to patreon.com slash nerdsofcolor to donate and support. And until uh, next time, see you around. Directors, comments, and the lectures. Fanboys, professional artists, and professors. Maybe a nerd who's just like you, talking about the things that you like too. So I invite you to the NOC. In full color, you see me. The hard knock life. Comics, movies, and TV. Yeah. Pop culture with a different perspective. Watch it on your